0: Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. We're getting into an amazing series on the book of Genesis, and I'm excited because this series is being taught just by Hope Sabbath School team teachers. And today, Samisa is going to be teaching. We're going to have a great study, and I hope that you'll be inspired. If you've been thinking, I think I'd like to start an in-depth, interactive class in my area, download the outline from our website, share the copy of the outline with your team members, and have a great study together. So, that's one reason I'm excited. The other reason is we're offering a special resource in connection with this Book of Genesis study, and that is the wonderful resource, Patriarchs and Prophets. We're offering that, I think, more than 20 languages or in an audio form great resource, the first 21 books cover Genesis, then there's 52 more chapters, I should say chapters, not books, 21 chapters on Genesis. 52 more chapters all the way through the prophets Samuel and David. It's a fabulous resource. Just go to hopetv.org slash our website. Click on the free gift button in the middle of the screen and you can get your free copy of Patriarchs and Prophets. So, welcome to Hope Sabbath School. Glad you're with us. Welcome to the team. Good to be together. We've also got some remote team members joining us. Rodney from Toronto. Rodney, good to see you again. And we've got Addison from grad school in Texas. Good to see you, Addison. And then our beloved Puya from Pastor Puya from Hawaii. Puya, good to have you with us again. We're going to have a great study together today, and we're glad you're with us too. Just a few emails. From some of our Hope Sabbath School members around the world. And I'm excited because maybe we're going to read now from Germany or from Mexico or from here in the US. They may decide to choose patriarchs and prophets in their own language, yeah. which will be great. Here's a note actually from some English speaking people who are in Germany. Hi, Hope Sabbath School team. Oh, yeah. Natalia writes and says, My husband and I moved to Germany a few years ago. We came to God while living in Germany. Mm. Hallelujah. Okay. But haven't been able to join a religious community because of the language barrier. My mother in law recommended Hope Channel. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: found Hope Sabbath School and now we're able to study in English. Hope Sabbath School has become our favorite program. We watch you every Sabbath morning. Amen. Mm. Amen. Isn't that awesome? It's clear the commitment and excitement you have for learning Scripture, and it makes us excited, Mm. too. Mm -hmm. We especially love to see the diverse group coming together to glorify God. Great! Mm -hmm. It's a testimony for many people. Keep up the good work. It touches and blesses many lives. Natalia, thanks for writing to us from Germany, and praise God they found the Lord there while they were on assignment. Here is a note from Javier, in Mexico, hello, dear friends. Hello. 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 This is the second time I'm writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to study Hope Sabbath School with the team. The interaction, the easy comprehension of the study, the songs make everything very enjoyable. Sometimes, listen. This is why we try to speak clearly, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we watch episodes of Hope Sabbath School as part of listening pronunciation, and speaking activities in my ESL class. Oh. Laurel, I think you teach some ESL classes. I do. So, we will do our very best <laughs>
2: to speak
0: very clearly. Thank you again for your inspiration and hope to many people around the world. God bless you, Javier." Well, Javier, thanks for writing to us from Mexico. That's inspiring, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Here's one of those wonderful handwritten donor notes, and I just want to thank the donor couple in South Carolina uh, for your uh, note. This is the first time sending a donation to Hope Sabbath School, but it won't be the last. (laughs) We call Hope Channel our channel. Every show, every program is a learning experience with a great takeaway. May God continue to bless you all and a donation of $100 to bless the ministry. And I just want to say thank you, donor couple in South Carolina. Thank you to each one of you Impact partners with us. You can just go to HopeTV.org slash donate and you can make a secure donation there. Thank you for your partnership. Here is a Kenyan living in Australia. Mm -hmm. We have an international audience. His name is Dennis. He says, "'Greetings, Hope Sabbath School team and everyone watching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm a Kenyan living in Kimberley, Western Australia. I came to know about Hope Sabbath School through a Bible study group Mm -hmm. in Perth that's on the West Coast, where I was baptized. Amen. Since then, my family and I watch Hope Sabbath School on YouTube every week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My seven-year-old son— Kim says hi. He's so excited to hear from you. Should we give Kim a wave? Yes. Yes. Kim, we're glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School, living there in Kimberley in Western Australia. Father Dennis writes, I use your study guide every time I teach the class Mm -hmm. at my local church. So here's someone who's just baptized in Perth, and now he's teaching A Bible study at his church there in Kimberley. I thank God for using you in this way to reach out to the world." Well, I just want to say that's our prayer with this series just taught by our Hope Sabbath School team members, is it would inspire people like you, Dennis, to start a class Mm -hmm. and be a blessing. One last note from Wisconsin in the United States of America, from a young lady named Shelby, I'm so grateful to have access to Hope Sabbath School on Roku and online. I especially appreciate being able to download the weekly study guides. That's what okay. okay. Samisa will be using and we all have on our desks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use it in your study group. The study guides have saved the day a few times <laughs> when oh, I yeah. had to substitute at the last minute and lead the Bible study at my church. When I use the study guide, I know we'll have a lively discussion. I don't have to be stressed out about the teaching. I want to encourage those who were hesitant in leading a study to go ahead and do it. Amen. The guides are reliable, user-friendly, and the Holy Spirit always shows up to bless our minds and hearts with important insights from the Word of God. Well, Shelby, you sound like an advertisement for what we're doing <laughs> yes. in this series, which is to encourage others to start an in-depth, interactive study group. Just download the outline from hopetv.org and share it with your whole group. Right now, though, I need your help to sing our theme song. It's uh, written, the words, by the sons of Korah, Psalm 47. It says, Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a voice of triumph, for the Lord Most High is awesome. He's a great King over all the earth. Let's sing it together. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a voice of triumph, for the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great thing over all the earth. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. For the Lord most high is awesome. He is a great thing over all the earth. For God has gone up
2: with a shout.
0: The Lord with the sound
2: of a trumpet.
0: Sing praises to God, sing. Praises, sing praises to our king, sing praises. Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples, shout to God with a voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is the great king over all the earth. Oh, God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our King, sing praises. Oh, clap your hands, all you people, shout to God with a voice of triumph, for the Lord most high
2: is awesome, He is a great King over all the earth, He is
0: a great King over all the earth, He is a great King over all the earth. Well, I just want to say the Lord Most High is awesome. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, Samisa, why don't you lead us in prayer as we begin this important study?
3: Thank you, Pastor Derek. Let's pray. Mm -hmm. Gracious Lord, thank you so much for writing these words to us. Father, may we take something out of this, and may our lives be transformed. Mm. May we share it with someone else. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We're starting off uh, another study from the book of Genesis, Mm -hmm. a book of beginnings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we've read the narrative about the creation, Mm -hmm. moving on to now a story about Cain and Abel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a story of rebellion. Mm -hmm. It's a story of judgment. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: It's a story of grace. Mm. Kick off our study, please, Jason, with reading uh, Genesis 4. Genesis 4, verse 1. Let's find out what happened here and as, as we move on with Adam and Eve's experience. If you would read that for us, please.
5: Yes, I have the New King James Version here. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1 says, Now Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Mm. Oh, wow.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I have acquired a man from the Lord. What does the name Cain mean? Mm.
6: Possession.
3: Possession. Possession, okay. Acquired. Acquired, acquired yeah. They, they something inferred about Eve's expectation, both Adam and Eve's expectation mm-hmm. when they bore the son. Any thoughts on that? Yes, Sabina?
7: It sounds like Adam and Eve, as soon as they have this firstborn child, that they put a lot of hope and expectation that this was a special child, right? Mm -hmm. We have just read in the narrative of the creation and for humankind that God had made a promise to them that out of their inheritance, there would be a special savior. And it looks like, at least to me when I read that, that they maybe were thinking that Cain would be this person, mm. who knows? Or mm. if not this person, someone very special, like someone that they, you know, had a high Ab- expectation about.
3: Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. And it's inferred. So this is Genesis three, verse fourteen and fifteen, where the Lord is speaking to the serpent. And he has this declaration that the seed mm-hmm. of the woman. Will bruise the serpent's head. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they had expectations, but what were the other expectations they had from the name of Abel? Let's read and just contrast that. Abel. Does anyone know what Abel means? Mm. The other son. Vapor. 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 Vaporous. Vapor. So no significance. Mm. No significance in that name. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there they were expecting a savior in Cain. Yeah. and they ended up getting a slayer,
8: mm.
5: a mm. murderer. Mm. Yes, Jason. I mean, there is a little bit of significance with uh, Abel with vapor breath, but when we think of that, that's temporary, that's short-term. Sure. So, mm. the significance is that it's not going to be that significant. Mm. That's kind of their thing. Mm.
3: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well put, well put. <laughs> so, what does this tell us about having misguided expectation? And has anyone ever experienced misguided expectations? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just share. Mm-hmm.
9: Go ahead, Travis. Well, I'm thinking as a father because I'm thinking here, Adam and Eve, father and mother, if this is my expectation, I'm probably going to show a bit of favoritism, mm-hmm. maybe towards Cain. Wow. Y- you know what I mean? And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, these are God's kids too, right? And I've learned that, of course, in my as I've gotten older, but but god has his own expectations yeah. for these children yeah. and, and as parents we need to understand that they're god's kids and raise them in harmony that way but i can't help but think that somehow some way there had to be some favoritism shown here mm. because i think uh, as uh, sabina said that they thought cain was going to be the you know that seed that would come and mm. and uh, crush the serpent's head interest and take rodney for
8: Adam and Eve to have named their son Abel, uh, which is in the Hebrew, H-E-B-E-L, Hebel. It's actually the same word that is used in Ecclesiastes over and over again when the term is used, vanity, 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 all is vanity. It's the same word. So they must have been in deep despondency to literally name their son Abel. Mercy,
7: mercy. Mm, yeah. Sabina. Yeah, I'm thinking also, you know, and that's just a reflection here. I cannot tell that directly from the Bible. But I wonder how does that have impacted Cain in mm. his the way that he was carrying on his life? Because we are going to read further how he, you know, he was not very faithful to in his offerings to yep. God. So, I wonder if he was accustomed to have everything, like, as mm. Travis was saying, with favoritism, and how does that affected maybe his future decisions, I don't know. Interesting take, interesting take. Mm
3: -hmm. So, uh, someone shared with me a story of misguided expectations, Mm -hmm. and in this story he told me about his cousin who had not accepted the Christian faith, and so he decided to invite his cousin to church, and there was a renowned speaker coming to preach. Mm -hmm. This man was eloquent, he appealed to both the intellect and the spirit. He was very dynamic in his speaking, and he was sure that when I invite my cousin to church, he's going to accept the Christian faith. Mm. And so the sermon was preached, the spirit was moving, but this man was not moved at all. And he was so disappointed. Mm. A few years later, uh, his cousin just happened to visit him, said, yeah, let's go to church. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, one of the new elders was preaching. Uh, He didn't preach. He literally read from the Bible. His Mm. voice was quivering. He was stuttering, (laughs) uh, not eloquent at all, monotone. Uh, Half the church was sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Some who were there said it was one of those sermons which Mm. could cure any form of Mm. insomnia. Mm. (laughs) Mm. And as they listened (laughs) to that sermon with disinterest, the man continued reading, no commentary. Mm. He just read, but sincerely. And at the end of the sermon, Mm -hmm. he said, does anyone take Jesus as their personal Savior? Mm. And lo and behold, this Amen. cousin stood up mm-hmm. and accepted Jesus Praise as a personal Savior. <laughs> Amen. They expected the eloquent men mm. to be used mm-hmm. by the Lord to bring him to Christ. Mm. But what ended up happening was that man who started mm. and just read a chapter from the book of the Lord. Mm. God can use anyone. Yes. We yes. have our own expectations, but mm-hmm. God can work and use anyone. And as this story continues to unravel, let's now look at two offerings which were brought by Cain and Abel, both an act of worship, both an act of worship. So, let's read from uh, Genesis 4, verse 3 to 5. Addison, if you don't mind reading Genesis 4,
2: verse 3 to 5. Sure. And I am reading from the American Standard Version, starting at verse 3. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto Jehovah. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, and of the fat thereof. And Jehovah had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell."
3: Hmm. Mm. So, why was Cain's offering rejected and Abel's offering accepted? Mm. Hmm. Yes, Sabina.
7: Well, it sounds like here that Abel, he brought, it sounds, no, it's on the Bible. It's saying that he brought from the firstborn of his flock, while Cain, he only brought an offering, it's kind of a more generic offering, so it looks like to me that the reason why there was rejection is because Abel, he trusted the best that he had entrusted that to God, while Cain was not that faithful in his offering. but. I don't know if someone else has any comments on that.
9: Great. Great. Travis? I would just like to point out that uh, you know Jesus came to serve us. God is actually a God of service. That's what we learned from Jesus. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. God is not looking from gifts to us. He's looking to bestow gifts to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, God doesn't want gifts. There was more to this worship mm-hmm. than just the giving of gifts. Else. We saw in our previous study that he came to them with with tunics made of skin. Yeah. That lamb meant something. It pointed forward to the seed that would crush the serpent's head, and that would cover us in the righteousness of Christ. Excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. So you see some symbolism. You see some yes.
3: symbolism. Mm-hmm. Okay.
9: Mm-hmm. Uh, Puyer.
4: Uh, yes, I, I believe this this is talking about worship, right? And Mm-hmm. The bottom line when it comes to worship is uh, obedience, you know, uh, because the highest form of worship basically is our heart and our attitude towards God. And mm-hmm. I believe the issue with uh, Cain's rebellion is uh, he has a heart of uh, he, he's practicing open uh, disobedience to God's clear command and request for uh for salvation for the plan of salvation so I believe this this has to do with obedience mm-hmm. versus disobedience
3: excellent excellent mm-hmm. Rodney
8: I agree a hundred percent with Puya because God gave instructions on what he wants in 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 in, in his worship um, it is clear back to Travis's point it is clear that there there are some symbolisms along the way so we see in Genesis 3 verse 15 where the seed was promised. Then we see again, um, coats being made of skin, meaning the first sacrifice. And you can see further, even beyond Cain and Abel, you see the sacrificial system in place. So that sacrifice was a symbol of the seed to come. The, the precious lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. And so Cain decided, well, th- th- thank you very much, Lord. I'm just going to provide what I have to provide. While Cain was back to Puya's point. Was obedient in making his sacrifice. That was Abel.
0: Mm-hmm.
8: Abel, I'm sorry, Abel. Well, yes, brought his sacrifice to the Lord.
3: Thanks, thanks, Rodney. It appears to me that uh, Cain lacked an adequate sense of sin, and because he did not possess an adequate sense of sin, he did not provide an adequate mm-hmm. offering. Mm-hmm. And that happens to us sometimes. Where we feel that my sin is not that bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not as bad as that other person's sin, Mm -hmm. just because we've overcome something. Mm -hmm. And as we continue to read, you notice that he lacks remorse. Mm -hmm. And it happens to us sometimes. We start ranking sins. This one is really bad. Mine is not that bad. And with that attitude of no humility, we bring a sacrifice that's not acceptable. Mm. Mm. We don't bring a contrite, broken spirit. Posterior. Mm.
0: Yeah, you know, Samiso. I. W- we wish it was spelled out, but as we read down further, it's very clear that God had explained exactly what was expected, mm. mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the Lord in verse seven will say, "If you do well, will you mm. not be accepted?" Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it's not like, well, Cain brought from his line of work and Abel brought from his line. When you read that context, bringing this fruit is a deliberate act of disobedience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Y- y- you know, e- even though we don't have it all spelled out yeah. earlier, mm-hmm. the Lord makes it clear basically, Cain, you know what was required. Mm. And you just
3: decided to bring what you thought was appropriate, and yet those specific instructions. Right. Go ahead, Jason.
5: And in addition to Cain not having a, a appropriate respect for understanding sin or what's wrong, I also doesn't look like he had a good respect for relationships and people. And that may go back to the expectations of his parents. I mean, we'll continue here in the story. But if you look at how he relates to God, how he relates to people, in all this case, uh, he's, Cain definitely has a lot of issues when it comes to respect and relationships.
3: Sure. Uh
10: John. We were talking about misguided expectations. Uh, here's an example of Cain having misguided expectations mm. because mm. we get a glimpse as to the change of attitude because he says he became angry, mm. which mm. means that he truly expected mm. that the Lord would accept his, his offering <laughs> Mm-hmm. and then the trigger of anger shows you that that was the expectation mm-hmm. so we see this shift mm-hmm. in attitude mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. interesting and, and we'll go to the new testament and read from the book of hebrews mm-hmm. shortly and which really defines abel's offering but what really bothers me about this is that these were both, both acts of worship mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, one preacher said, made the statement in one of his sermons, and I believe it's true. He said, more people will be lost over false religion than those lost over no religion at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So some people just come in Mm -hmm. with your own form of religion, Mm -hmm. which is not what God requires. Let's look at Hebrews 4. Hebrews 11, verse 4. Hebrews 11, verse 4. Puya, if you would read it, Hebrews 11, verse 4, please.
4: Sure. Hebrews 11, verse 4, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. Mm.
9: Hmm
3: let's unpack that what's what's your take on that let's unpack that
9: yes Travis well in hebrews um nine twenty three twenty five through nine twenty three through twenty five it talks about Jesus being the better sacrifice, so it almost uses the same mm-hmm. word a more excellent sacrifice for Cain's offering, but Jesus is the better sacrifice and yes. I thought that those how um, unique that that would be in the same book. And I thought, wow, that really points forward to Jesus being the better sacrifice. The Lamb, the Bible says that He didn't desire um, blood. That's Mm. not what He wanted. But He wanted a perfect sacrifice, and Jesus became that perfect sacrifice. Excellent, Mm. excellent. I like what you said about the perfect sacrifice.
3: Uh, This illustration always rings true to me. Uh, One of our pastors brought this illustration. When he shared about the Levitical system where people brought a sacrifice and the Mm -hmm. sacrifice was inspected, (laughs) the priest did not inspect the person bringing the sacrifice. (laughs) Mm
9: -hmm. He
3: inspected the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And we know that we have a sacrifice Jesus Christ, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, Mm -hmm. the lamb without blemish. Mm -hmm. And if we have the sacrifice of Jesus, our Mm -hmm. offering will be accepted. Mm, yes, mm. yes Nico. But
6: you also remember that it says that Cain was faithful. There's, there's, there's a faith piece to this sacrifice that Cain brought, and so the faith Abel, and trust Abel. in God, I'm sorry, Abel, <laughs> the, the, the sacrifice Abel brought, there's a trust that he had in mm-hmm. God, and that translated into him bringing a more excellent sacrifice mm-hmm. and offering than his brother Cain. And so mm-hmm. you have to also look at, there must be a trust and there must be an obedience that yes. we have in God that, that,
7: that Abel showed. Mm.
3: Excellent, excellent. Yes, Sabina.
7: And also the aspect here that verse uh, 3 and 4 brings in the fact that He brought forth the firstborn and the first fruit of what He had, for me also speaks of faith, because even when when we are called, for instance, to bring our tithes to God, that God expects us to bring the first fruit and not the, the least or the remaining of what we have, this requires faith because you need to come forward to God with the best that you have, with the fat part of your Mm -hmm. sacrifice, and not with the lacking or just Mm -hmm. that remaining something. And I think that us just applying to our lives, every time that we approach God, we should be bringing our best attitude, our best thoughts, even offering to others the best that we have when you are giving a gift, you know, or uh, being kind to others. And not to be with this mentality of of hoarding yeah. or keeping things to ourselves, but being generous and deliberate in our service to God and to others.
3: Excellent, excellent. That Thanks. requires faith, right? Yes, trust yes.
7: in God that He will provide for us in the yeah. future when we need
3: Faith in God, faith in God Mm -hmm. versus dependence on our own works. Mm -hmm. Even our own works, the best of our own works are like filthy rags. Mm -hmm. So we need to be clothed with Christ, the ultimate sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Now let's just stay stay on this theme of worship and think about examples from the Bible where religious acts were actually acts of rebellion.
6: Mm. Mm. Yes, they can. So I think of the kings of Israel and Judah mm-hmm. and I think, about, I think about Jeroboam, the first king of, of Israel and him making the two calves and put them in Bethel and Dan because he didn't want them to go to Jerusalem. Mm. I mean, just the whole idea that you can create for the people, gods for them to worship and not think that that's rebellious against like, our true God, I think it's just mm-hmm. it, the whole book of Kings talks mm-hmm. about yeah. that. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Thanks for sharing that, and, and history hasn't changed. No. Mm-hmm. A lot of <laughs> heinous crimes were committed in the name of religion, mm-hmm. in the name of worship.
5: Yes, Jason. I think of the first king in that line, King Saul. Uh, God asked him to wipe out this entire population, including the animals, and uh, the prophet comes to him, and he says, oh, the animals, oh, don't worry, we're going to make them as a sacrifice. Mm. So it's like King Saul is deciding to... Uh, try to m- pretend to make up for a wrong he did by using an act of worship to almost like cover up that wrong as if mm. that could cover up the wrong.
0: Mm.
3: Wow. Wow. Mm. Yes, Puya.
4: Another story that uh, comes to my mind is a story that Jesus uh, shared, I believe, in Luke chapter 18, where two worshipers came to the temple. One was a Pharisee and one was a tax collector. Yeah. And the Pharisee came with an attitude of pride, uh, boasting about his own personal performance of mm-hmm. that yeah, well. religion, mm-hmm. while the other person came with an attitude of uh, humility, asking mm-hmm. God for forgiveness. And so, I believe that story also illustrates uh, how uh, you know worship can actually be a form of uh, personal performance that God doesn't accept.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. Yeah, it's, yeah. John?
10: Yeah. I think of uh, at the foot of Mount Sinai, when uh-huh. Moses had been in the mountain for 40 days, the people of Israel were going to hold a feast to the Lord, but they they formed a physical symbol in that mm-hmm. golden calf. Mm-hmm. And of course, we know it turned out to be an act of rebellion.
9: Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Travis. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking in Ezekiel 8, 16 through 17, the Lord shows Ezekiel, he says, "I'm going to show you a greater abomination than this," and he showed him the temple with 25 men standing in the temple with their backs, um, with their um, facing the east, with their backs to the temple, f- worshiping the sun. And mm. it, he just called it a great abomination. So wow. here they are in the temple of God, mm. but they're worshiping worshiping creation, yeah. not yeah. the Creator. Wow! Mm-hmm.
3: Wow,
9: mm-hmm. Rodney. Yeah.
8: Yes, there's the other example of. Uh, the, the prophets at Baal with Elijah, and um, the the quote-unquote showdown, or the bake-off, as we would often refer to it, where we had two representation of worship, really, being displayed. And of course, the the admonition was, was given to say, Choose ye this day who you will serve.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, so many stories. I was going to say, Samisa, we don't have any problem finding false acts of worship that are acts of rebellion. Uh, And and it started with Cain. It started with Cain saying, I know God said this, but I'm going to still act like a religious person and disobey God at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. I think about the bronze serpent. That really gets to me, right? Mm -hmm. Moses is told to put a bronze serpent and... Children of Israel on the desert are being beaten by snakes. And when they look at that brand, bronze serp- serpent, they leave. Now, this is symbolic of looking to Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But instead of focusing on what the sign is pointing to, mm-hmm. they start worshiping that bronze serpent. Mm-hmm. A- and it really just makes me think about Jason, you're driving to the airport. And instead of going to the airport, you see the sign that says airport. You stop your car mm-hmm. and you start pointing to that sign <laughs> and pulling other cars over and say, there's the sign to the airport. It sounds ridiculous, but sometimes <laughs> that's exactly what we do. Oh, we focus on the sign <laughs> instead of focusing on Christ of the sign, Worthy. what the sign symbolizes. Wow. Mm. Let's go on with our lesson and look at our, the first murder. Mm. And this is Genesis 4. Verses 4 and 5 John if you can read that for us and as you're reading that Let's just try and think about who Cain is really angry with
10: Mm. Genesis 4 verses 4 and 5 from the New King James says Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat And the Lord respected Abel and his offering But he did not respect Cain and his offering and Cain was very angry and his countenance fell." His countenance fell.
3: Now, let's go to, please continue reading with verse 6 and 7 of the same chapter, and let's just see what we learn about how God approached Cain.
10: Okay. So, the Lord said to Cain, "'Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do, do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Wow.
6: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: So, He's given him an opportunity that sin is at your door. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: And that's how the devil tries to get us, right? Mm -hmm. He first makes us doubt with the mind, Mm -hmm. and then he makes us desire with the heart, Mm -hmm. and then disobey with the will. Mm -hmm. And once the will and desire is taken, it's just a catastrophe waiting to happen
0: but for Christ,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: but for Christ. You know, you asked the question to me, so who was Cain angry with, Abel, God, or both? And I think mm-hmm. the answer is both. And what we discover mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. is that many times people will hate someone mm-hmm. who's following God, mm-hmm. 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 and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But in, what it is is that, if I can use the word that godly or righteous life, is a testimony against their rebellion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think uh, the answer to the question is that Cain was angry with God and with his brother.
5: Brother. Mm. Yep, Mm. yep. Jason. And if you have anger, particularly, again, if it's not from a righteous cause, uh, it's not really going to matter where your target is. Your anger is just, it's a negative emotion that's going to be expressed to anything and everything around you. And I think that's kind of what's happening here with Cain. He's just upset, and he's going to express his frustration to anything that interacts with him. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. And so we're now having two tracks in history, right? Mm -hmm. That those evil people hating good people, Mm -hmm. right? It was Plato, I believe, the Athenian um, philosopher, who said, if ever, a goodly perfect man walk the earth, he will likely be crucified. And that's where you have two tracks, where you have those envious of the godly people, Mm. which we're being given an option right now to choose. Are we going to go with Cain's track? Or we'll later on Mm. learn about the descendants of Seth. Mm. Mm. So let's keep reading here and look at what counsel we're really getting from the New Testament as it relates to Cain. James 1, verse 13 to 15. Addison, if you could read James 1, verse 13 to 15.
2: And I will be reading from the NASB, beginning at verse 13, James chapter 1. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Mm. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Mm. Mm.
3: Mm. Mm. So you can see the process Cain went through. Yeah. God was trying to still rain him back, rain him back, gave him plenty of opportunities. And we'll, we'll continue studying, we'll notice that the, the offers of Messies did not end here. Even after he fell, there was still an extension of grace given to him.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So let's share what encouraging promises we find from scripture when we deal with intense temptation.
0: Can, mm-hmm. can we go back to verse 8? Because yes. we didn't read that, mm-hmm. and I have a question about it, sure. if I can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, Cain talked with Abel, his brother, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then it came to pass, they went to the field, and Cain rose up and killed him. What, what do you think was going on in Cain's mind
9: mm-hmm.
0: when he talked with Abel, his brother? Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nicole. (laughs) I could hypothesize. I could, you know, for Mm -hmm. me, I would, if I were in Cain's situation, I would probably be like, why'd you show me up? Why did you bring that offering Mm. and, you know, make me look bad in front of God and almost blaming Abel for being faithful. Mm -hmm. And so I I can see him doing that instead of, you know, yeah, I could see him blaming Abel for being faithful. Wow. That's
3: what what I would do. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Thanks for letting us read that again, Derek. (laughs) Any other thoughts on that? Yes, Laurel.
1: Yeah, so I'm just thinking here about, like I'm just thinking in Cain, uh, think about what Cain is, what what is going through his mind. And I'm just thinking like there's an, a lot of jealousy that Cain is going through. And instead of owning up to like, you know, his mistakes and say, yeah, I brought the wrong sacrifice and this is not how it's supposed to be done. He kind of doubles down on his uh, mistakes, <laughs> you can say. And just because he doesn't want to, like, humble himself to admit that, instead he has this really intense pride that makes him even more angry and even more jealous. Wow.
3: Mm -hmm. Wow.
5: Jason. And we've looked previously back at uh, when Cain's parents, when uh, they made a mistake when they sinned, they went and hid, and it's almost like Cain is now trying to hide uh, the evidence of the mistake he made by taking out... The person who showed him the correct way to do things. Mm-hmm.
3: Wow. Yes. Well, wow. Wow. Mm. wow. Travis,
9: I don't want us to miss the fact that God was even merciful to Cain and and mm-hmm. came to him in uh, Genesis four six and seven. He asked him why he if yeah. he had killed his brother and. And why he was angry.
0: Actually he hasn't killed his brother. Oh yeah, okay, right.
9: He's trying to 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 prevent it. Exactly. Yes, that's Yeah. (laughs) He's trying to prevent it. It said, if you do well, will you not be accepted? Thank you for correcting me, Derek. And um and he's trying to get his attention and offer him mercy. Sure. And I thought that's really a powerful thought. You know, God knows the end from the beginning. He Mm -hmm. can see what's going to happen, the results of sin. And the fact that He wants to be merciful and Mm. call Cain to repentance was really powerful. Amen. Amen. That's beautiful. Laurel?
1: Yeah, to build off of what Travis is saying, um, I just like how God just asked Cain a question, like, Mm -hmm. in showing mercy, because He's giving Cain a chance to repent by asking that question. (laughs) Instead of just, like, outright saying, like, you did something wrong, Mm -hmm. He just asked.
6: Mm. So, someone Mm
3: -hmm. might be in that place where they're contemplating to do something Mm. wrong. Mm -hmm.
6: Mm -hmm.
3: Mm. And God is speaking to them, sometimes through other people. Share a time when you had a thought or you experienced an intense temptation. Mm
0: -hmm. And
3: what scriptures did you rely on or what came to your mind? Mm-hmm. I always go
6: back to Philippians, I think it's one six that talks about God is doing a work in me, mm-hmm. and He's going to continue to do it. He's promised to do it in me. And so when I fall, I remember and say, He's still working on me because I still have breath, so He's got to still be working on me and working until the sun comes back. So that is something that I cling to. Praise God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes, Rodney.
8: In a previous study, Pastor Derek made the point that uh, there is a point that the temptation takes place and at that point we should run to god and so there's a text that comes to mind it's taken from matthew 26 and verse 41 matthew 26 and verse 41 and just give a moment for us to find it i'm reading from the king james version i'll just read the first part which gives us hope it says watch and pray lest you enter Into temptation. So we have the opportunity when we are intensely tempted that we can pray to God for deliverance.
4: Um, Back to to Cain's anger against God, Um, the encouragement that I find from this story is that it's okay to bring our anger to God. You know, and when I look at uh, Psalm, the book of Psalm, it's full of questions to God of asking why when we feel injustice, even sometimes against God. And I myself have been tempted to be angry against God for the things that I go through. And I ask the questions to God, like, God, why are you allowing this uh, to take place in my life? You know, and the encouragement that I find, once again, also through the story of Cain, how God was you know willing to have conversation with him as well as other countless chapters and verses and songs through the the book of psalms where uh, god you know god accepts those um, prayers where we don't understand everything and we bring our anger frustration you know our requests all of them to him instead of running away from him let's bring all of our questions to him i think god wants to have conversations with us
3: excellent mm-hmm. excellent thank you puya Let's move to Genesis 4, verse 9. Let's read the first part. And see, there's a question paused by God. A lot of questions. God is just asking questions. Uh, Genesis 4, verse 9, the first part. Uh,
5: Jason, if you could read that, please. I have the New King James Version here. Genesis chapter 4, the first part of verse 9 says, Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So this is after this is mm-hmm. after yep. he yep. has killed mm-hmm. Cain. Yep. And God said, Where is Abel your brother? Let's go to the mm-hmm. second part of that, hmm. that text. Now keep reading uh, verse nine.
5: Alright, and continuing with the second part of verse nine, he, this is Cain, said I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm.
3: Again. Yeah. Yeah. Cain lacks an adequate sense of his sin.
0: Mm -hmm. He
3: just has absolutely Mm -hmm. no remorse. Mm
8: -hmm.
10: There is such a significance to God's question Mm -hmm. because he will not accuse, but he will draw. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is where the goodness of God that can draw one to repentance. Mm, And it reminds me of the question he asked Adam. You know, what have you done? Where are you? Yes. Uh, and yes. It's a similar question. Where is your brother?
3: Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Rodney. Yeah, just
8: like John, uh, I, you see an escalation of sin happening here. You see the same question, type of question God asked Adam, where are you? A question, not that God didn't know where Adam was. Right. It was a question of Adam. Think about what you have done. Where are you in, my, in your relationship with me, God is thinking. Here it is again, further down in, in the story, passing of time. Cain now is in the same position, similar position, where God is asking, uh, where is your brother Abel? Just giving Cain the opportunity to think, what have you really done? The difference, the difference is Adam really, though he was casting blame, um, on Eve, but he didn't say that he was that, th- that the sin wasn't committed. In this case, again, the escalation of sin. In this case, Cain is not admitting anything at all.
3: Mm-hmm. So no re- ro- no remorse from Cain. Yeah. Do you notice that God is giving Cain an mm-hmm. opportunity to confess? Mm, yes.
7: exactly.
3: And when we confess sincerely.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: it's in God's nature to forgive. Amen. Yes. It says, if, Amen. You're fa- if, mm-hmm. if we confess our sins, <laughs> He's faithful and <laughs> just to forgive us of our sins Amen. and yes. to cleanse us mm-hmm. from all unrighteousness.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Yes. So
3: He's getting that opportunity to confess because mm-hmm. God forgives when you confess. Yes. But again and again,
9: mm-hmm.
3: He's not repented. He's not remorseful.
0: You know, the prayer, Samesha, of another murderer just flashed into my mind. When he said, Have mercy upon me, David. O God. Mm.
3: Mm.
0: Created me a clean, clean heart. heart, O God. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe someone's watching Hope Zabb School yes. and they're like, Samisa, you don't know what the things mm. I've done. Mm. Mm. But you told me that if we confess our sins yes. to the Lord, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're right, King David was the one who'd murdered and committed adultery and but he humbled himself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yes. he cried out to a merciful savior. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I think the lesson here with Cain, I wonder, you know, God could have killed Cain right there. Mm-hmm. I mean he lied to God's face, he had yeah. just killed one of God's children. But even even then I think God is showing mercy. Absolutely. Yeah. As long as Cain has breath, yeah. he has the he has opportunity, opportunity to repent. Yeah and be saved. Yes.
3: yes. Yeah. Thank you for bringing up David because there's mm-hmm. just such a big contrast Ooh. between mm-hmm. Cain even when the punishment is handed to him. Mm-hmm. He says, hide your face from me. I'll be a vagabond. Mm-hmm. And then David said, hide not your mm-hmm. presence from me. Right. Mm-hmm. He wants to still be in the presence mm-hmm. of the Lord. Praise they God. had both killed yeah. someone, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, but
3: see. he says, hide not your face from my presence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Restore to me the mm-hmm. joy. Yes. Yes. That's... That's, so good. So good. That's the attitude in yeah. sin, mm. knowing that there's a gracious God Amen. who is faithful. Yeah. If we
9: confess our sins, He's faithful and just mm. to forgive Amen. us. Yes. Travis, mm. well, you, I'm doing a, a study in the book of John, and you know the Jesus brothers. It says that they didn't believe Him, and they want Him to go and and magnify himself you know in Judea and uh, Jesus said it is not my time in the context he, he had to die right on time right mm-hmm. for humanity but then he says something profound that just touched my heart he said your time is any time mm-hmm. they the bible said they had unbelief but we can come to Jesus anytime and that's true for every person in the world mm-hmm. our time is anytime exactly. Jesus is available always mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. for and we can come to him And repent. And I just think that's a beautiful picture of God. Yes. Yes. Amen. Sabina.
7: And also just a reminder to whomever is watching us and for ourselves that it's never too late to repent and to confess. Yes. You know, you may have done wrong once, twice, (laughs) for the third and the fourth time. We know eventually there will be a judgment, but God is very long suffering. Yes. Yes. So if I were you, I would run for Him as soon as possible. (laughs) Run the, to Him. Yeah. To Him, it? Exactly. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> to Him. And, uh, you know, independently of whatever is it that you have caused or suffering to other people, God still has mercy available. So it's not too late for Amen. you, my friend. Yes. Amen.
3: <laughs> it's never too right. late. God does forgive. Yes, it, it makes me think about how it's going to be in heaven when uh, <laughs> Stephen mm-hmm. is walking in heaven <laughs> and Paul, mm-hmm. he sees Paul. Yeah, mm-hmm. the man who was taking people's coats as though stoning him to death
7: mm-hmm. yeah. he said
3: he confessed he was forgiven. Amen.
7: Mm-hmm.
8: Let's Praise
3: move God. on to um, <laughs> there's something that said in Genesis four verse ten about God hearing the cry. Uh, Nicole, if you could read Genesis four verse ten.
6: And I'm reading from the New International Version of Genesis four verse ten. Says, the Lord said. What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Mm.
3: So he said, am I my brother's keeper? That Mm -hmm. was his response. Mm. And he says, I am God, Abel's keeper. And I hear his voice crying Mm -hmm. from the ground. Mm -hmm. When there's injustice, when there's murder, God hears it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, he might be silent, but God is seen, and Mm. he hears injustice and the pain of injustice. Mm -hmm. Let's read 11 to 15, 11 to 15. John, if you could read Genesis 4, 11 to 15.
10: In the New King James, it says, So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth, and it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. And the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain lest anyone finding him should kill him. Wow. Mm-hmm. You still see grace.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: You still see grace mm-hmm. being extended even within the punishment,
0: right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting to me. So C- Cain says, You've hidden your face from me, and God never said that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. God mm-hmm. never That's right. is going to hide his face from Cain. Right. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: But but again, there's this because if I turn away from God, I I don't see His face. Mm. Mm. That's guilt. Mm
7: -hmm.
3: And many times, the devil wants to Mm -hmm. bring back your old sins, Mm -hmm. right? So, let's look at Genesis 4,
2: verse 17 to 24.
3: And we're looking at the descendants of Cain and Seth. Sabina, would you read that for us, please?
7: Okay, so, uh, chapter 4, from verses 17 to 24? Yes. Okay. So I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and it says And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. To Enoch was born Erad, and Erad begot Mehujael, and Mehujael begot Methusael and Methusel begot Lamech. Then Lamech took for himself two wives. The name of one was Ada, and the name of the second was Zillah. And Ada bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the harp and flute. And as for Zillah, she also bore to Cain an instructor of every craftsman in bronze and iron. And the sister of Tubal-Cain was Naamah. Then Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. Wives of Lamech, listen to my speech, for I have killed a man for wounding me, even a young man for hurting me. If if Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, then Lamech seventy-sevenfold."
3: Wow. So you see the continuous deterioration. Mm. Now Lamech is actually being boastful.
8: Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. They make uh, instruments, and these instruments with steel, blacksmiths, they're used as weapons Mm -hmm. to execute revenge. And things get worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. But we're told that there was a son, another son by the name of Seth, Mm -hmm. And his descendants were a little different. Mm -hmm. And it says they started calling on the name of the Lord. And we know that when we call on the name of the Lord, Mm -hmm. he hears us and we are saved. Mm -hmm. And that's the Lord. He says, I am Mm -hmm. your keeper. It's a Mm -hmm. story of rebellion, judgment, and grace. Mm -hmm. To him who is able to keep us to Him who is able to present us faultless before the Father, to yes. the only one wise and true God, yes. to Him be glory, honor, dominion forever and
0: ever. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Thank you Amen. so much. Thank you. What a great study. Amen. Thank you, Samiso, And thank you to each one of you for joining us for Hope Sabbath School today. It's in some ways a depressing story of Cain, And yet, uh, right in the middle, the Spirit brought another murderer who repented, uh, King David, who said, uh, Mm -hmm. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Friend, I don't know what you've struggled with, but I believe there's mercy for the descendants of Cain. Mm -hmm. I believe there's mercy for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. In fact, doesn't the Scripture say, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Mm -hmm. shall be saved. I want to invite you to trust Him today as your Savior. And I want to pray a blessing for you just now. Father in heaven, thank you even in the midst of the failings of life that there is hope if instead of running away or hiding, we run to you, our God and Savior. And I pray that we would experience the joy of your salvation even this day in Jesus' name. Amen.
7: Amen. Amen.
0: Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. What a journey through the book of Genesis. Hope you'll stay with us. Don't keep it to yourself. Go out and be a blessing to those around you.